This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports, powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. We've got mean text coming up at 545 today. I'm getting questions from some texters there at Lefko. How come you don't choose mine? How come you used to read mine on the air? And I, I just said, I don't, it's up to Lefko. It's up to Is you. Is it? I've heard you guys read text before, so I don't think it's up to I me. I think it's you, but we rely on you. If they catch our eye, okay. we're relying on you to really just scour the text line and find the best of the best. Well, we might, you know, grab onto one or two, but really it's on you. And then somebody implied they were their texts were too sophisticated for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I looked back through all those texts because you can see them all. And this person hasn't sent a funny text to save their life. So there well, you go. So take that. It's so on. if we're talking sophisticated, I think this person uh, has a terrible sense of humor. It's on. It is on. Well, it's all subjective, Mike. Uh, here we go. Uh, Niners fans are unbearable day. How about that? For naming, oh, for the name of the holiday? Bob's holiday. How about just Bob's holiday? Bob's holiday. I'll take it. Whatever. Whatever gives us a day off, we can call it whatever we'd like. Kicker Appreciation Day. Come who, on, Homer. Who would who would uh who would fight that? Who would fight that? Would it be would it be You guys would. R- really quick. Matt brought up a good point. You guys know that your sports talk show hosts, yes. right? We'd have to work. You, you, Not really. We would never get that off. I know, but you we would, would have the Super Bowl to talk about. The way it works with us is often we, we work a lot of the holidays and they say, hey, we got to work such and such day. We got to work on, you know, Super Bowl hangover day, but you can bank that holiday and use it at another point during the year. Yeah. See? So we, well, we told me, Dave. We technically <laughs> get that day. Just, we, you're right. We'd be here. We'd have to be here. See? <laughs> well, and now all of a sudden, though, you're right. You're right. I mean, it, maybe it should be a Saturday. Just just put the Super Bowl on the Saturday. We're trying to think of our audience because they, they don't, they're not, you know, confined by the same things we are. Yeah. So they, they could have that day off. Right. And they could listen to us. That'd be great. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Um, I mean, we would be in here talking about the Super Bowl the next day. No question. Which about we that. will do this year as well. We'll be on the day after the Super Bowl talking about the Chiefs winning or the 49ers winning, whatever happens. So, do you stand to benefit from one or the other? Did you pick the. No, it's over because remember, Mora won it. Okay. So she's just already. So so she's already won it. Who did you have winning the Super Bowl? I had Bowl? the 49ers. So yeah. you and I finished tied for second. Yeah. I it, noticed, though, on the list, you're ahead of me. Why I, is that? I, I didn't create the is list, it, Dave. I don't is know. Is it alphabetical? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because I was ahead of you for the majority of the time, and then you came back up. So okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know why they're not side by side. That's, that just kind of bothered me. You're going to have to talk we to have the Kyle, same score. Kyle Brown about that. I don't really know. <laughs> why is my name printed below his? <laughs> oh, alphabetical order. Uh, I looked at the rest of the list. It wasn't in alphabetical order. <laughs> Uh, well, we finished top three. That's that's all that matters. Well, you and I finished tied for second, so yeah, we're out of it. Congrats to Maura. She gets the Kraken tickets, and she's going to take Matt with her. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's go through the best of the rest, shall we? We know you love listening to us, but there are great discussions happening all over our station. I need more Jake Bobo. I need more of them. Because Jake Bobo is objectively fun to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not good at bats. Let's tone it down. It's time for the best of the rest. How dare you? <laughs> Taking a listen to some of the conversations happening on the other shows and uh, weighing in on those conversations. We'll start with uh, Bump and Stacy on Wednesday. They were breaking down 
uh, in their in their estimation, what the expectations should be for Mike McDonald. So what are the expectations for McDonald's first season? Bump, what are yours? Uh, my expectations are to make this defense a bit more better. Three or four spots in, in, in every category. If you do that, if that if that was done this year, this team is in the playoffs. I agree, Bump. The real reason this team continued to struggle, and the offense wasn't without flaws, but it was because of the defense. And that's kind of been the case far more often than not over the last, like, five, six years. Yeah. I agree. That, that kind of in line with my expectations are that you take measurable, quantifiable steps forward. Not like, oh, they have some young guys. You know, they could really get this done. If this defense is... 30th or 31st against the run and 30th or 31st or 32nd against the pass, that's not enough. Can we just be fundamentally sound? Can we have the right okay. angles when approaching the ball carrier? Can we, I forgot who said it, and it was beautifully said, put them in a cup, right? Put them in a bowl. What that means is surround the ball carrier and everyone doesn't have to go for the knockout hit. That's one thing we saw way too many times with this defense, right? And sometimes when you have a, a new guy like Mike McDonald, He's going to focus on the little things because he's building this thing in his mind, right? In real life, he's not building from the ground up. In real life, you have a quarterback. In real life, you have receivers. You have some DBs. But for him, he's starting from the ground up with this team because he has not coached anybody on this roster. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You get back to the little things, fundamentals. He said something in the bump, said something in the beginning of that cut, like if they could move up three or four spots in these categories. I assume he's talking about ranking, like, you know, against the run, points allowed, things we've talked about. Sounds like a very low bar, doesn't it? Because I was saying kind of mid, if they can get from where they're at, which is, depending on the category, 28, 30, 31 in some cases, not good. So if they could get up to 15, 14, yeah. to me, represents a huge, huge uh, step forward. And you thought even more than that, that it could be top 10. Well, weren't they number one in scoring defense in uh, in Baltimore? I believe yeah, yeah. it was them and the was. Chiefs. They were one and two. Yeah. yeah, it was Baltimore one, I think, Chiefs two. So, I mean, we were, what, 30th or, or something like that? Actually, yeah, not low as bad. 20s. It, low... The run was horrible. Yes. It was like 31, something like that. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting having talked talk to Lofa and about like our expectations of and what Pete's defense really meant because it was very simple. There was nothing. This this defense that Mike McDonald is getting ready to, to unleash here, it sounds fairly complicated. I mean, you know, he was talking about today or yesterday or whenever the press conference was that it's there are these it was almost making it sound like there are sections that you can master. So, like, we're going to put this defense in and we're going to get it down and then we're going to layer it with, like, the next one. And this is all the, the checks and, and things like that. And then, you know, layer it with more and more and more. It sounds like it's fairly complicated. But what Lofa told us and the way he described that, like, he said if – and to me, if it was the the – the football field was 60 yards wide. Mm -hmm. Earl Thomas was going to be able to cover it. Yeah. Cam Chancellor, incredible speed and hitting ability. And then, you know, the corners and just everything that they had in the Legion of Boom. That's why they could play simple defenses. It was about those guys. So I think, you know, comparing Pete's you think defense. think this is necessary then? Yeah. I, I, I just think that. You're never going to get those kinds of athletes again, probably together that many. I mm -hmm. mean, he was even talking about like Brandon Browner. I mean, he wasn't known as, as you know, one of the, like the the best players on that, that defense. CFL cast off. Yeah, but I mean, he was an enforcer. 
I remember him picking up a receiver from Green Bay and dumping him on his head, and he got a penalty for it. But I was like, that was one well earned. I, I'd, I'll take that. Didn't every time. They, didn't everybody in that spot excel because of everybody? Else? I mean, he went through those guys: Byron Maxwell, Walter Thurman, Brandon Browner. It felt yeah. like just about everybody except for the guy they brought over from the Ravens, Kerry. They brought him over from the, uh, the Eagles. 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 Yeah, yeah. And then it, maybe you're on it, Kerry. Uh, can't remember his name. name. Somebody will text. He it. couldn't do the, the kick step. He couldn't do the kick step thing. Yeah. He's you the know, only one that didn't sort of thrive in that spot. The way yeah. everybody else they seemed to put in that spot would thrive, and then they go elsewhere, and it didn't happen that way. Right, Carry. It's going to bother me until. Um, by the way, when I went out and watched Jamal Adams practice that first year when he first got here, he went over to the sled, and somebody was teaching him the kick step, and you could see, like, in the beginning, he, he couldn't quite get it, and then he explained it to him. It took him five minutes to get that down. And then you saw him just doing it just naturally. Jamal Adams, which was like take a step back with a with a shove instead of stepping into it and it was it was that was another thing about Jamal Adams. Just throwing that in there because it, it came up. But Is I, it Williams? Kerry Williams? Kerry Williams. That sounds that right. Somebody two oh six says Williams, I believe. So yeah. yeah. I think that was it. Well and the other thing that happened too, the other phenomenon was that guys like Byron Maxwell went other places and did not excel. Yeah. They didn't. They they played well here. So I I do think there was something to what Pete was doing. He was making it simple and everything. But now, I mean, to me, if they have the number one defense last year, I'm not saying we have better personnel that they than they do. Maybe their their safety Kyle Hamilton is is really that good. I mean, he was the first rounder. Um, you know, maybe Patrick Queen is that much better than Jordan Brooks. I don't think so. But uh, to me, I, I feel like. You have an underperforming group here, and that if that defense works that well, I think it can really unlock some of the talent that we have on this on this defense that John Schneider has has drafted over the last couple of years. All right, cut number two. This comes from uh, Brock and Salk yesterday, and they were talking about why, in their opinion, there's such a youth movement with NFL coaches right now. Just look around at this hiring cycle. The greatest coach in the history of this sport is on the sidelines. There were eight jobs open. He interviewed where? One, two, Belichick? Mm-hmm. I mean, the league just is, is you know, decided almost collectively. Gerard Mayo is unbelievably young. Dave Canales is unbelievably young. When it comes to, like, head coaching experience, Antonio Pierce was a, you know, had a, had a pretty good trial run for six, seven, eight games there with the Raiders. He's young. Mike McDonald is the youngest of them all. I got two reasons that, that right. jump out to me. One... Why 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 are teams going young? Gen Z. Yep. It's a different generation. Yes, it is. And you know, that may be hard for you and I to process. We're still trying to figure out how to talk to millennials, but they've already skipped past that. Perfect. They're they're past the millennials. They're on to the next generation of Gen Z that communicates in a very different way. The second one, and we talked about how that may have ultimately been some of Pete's undoing and some of Belichick's undoing. Mm -hmm. Guys who figured out how to speak to other generations but maybe struggle a little bit with their communication with the guys that are out there now. The other, though, and this does seem to be a bit of a trend around the league, is it does seem to me that coordination is at such a premium that coaches and and because so many organizations have hired away the smartest coordinators Mm -hmm. to make them head coaches Mm -hmm. that the the people making those decisions on coaching hires are being forced to to do the same thing Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm What's that, bro? 
<laughs> just love this. Brock in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, to me, one thing is that we've not been in this position in 14 years. Right. Right. So I, I think that is why it seems like that to me. And then also just, I don't know, the Belichick phenomenon, I think, is that he's old and set in his ways. And we want to go, and it's not, I mean, look, I think, and Mark Schlereth addressed this, that if you're an older guy, you could still relate to the younger guys, you know? Pete did. Yeah. Pete did. I mean, I don't think. I actually get along with Lefko and Matt okay. I mean. <laughs> you tolerate them. Yeah. I mean, they're somewhat. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's giving me the. 50-50 uh, at best. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessarily the age. And I, I think with Belichick, to answer that one specifically, is I just think it takes him. A, I think it took him a while to kind of get. You know his his chops. You know, like he, well, yeah, he was with Cleveland before, and they he was a cast off. Yeah, and he just he's not a, got a super dynamic personality, and you know, just very sort of dour in general. So, I, I to me, I, that one is not so surprising. But I don't know. I, there's just lots of. Co- I mean, if you look at the coaches in the NFL. There's really not that many old ones, right? I mean, if you look at guys like Dave Canales, you you look at him, he's 42 years old. If you look at most staffs, you look, yeah, probably half the guys are look like that. Yeah. You know, they're in their 30s and 40s. And who's the it, oldest now? I'm trying to think now that Pete and Belichick yeah. are gone. I mean, they were the two oldest guys. Is it Andy Reid. So I was just thinking, Sandy Reid. He's got to be in his late 50s, early 60s, I would think. So. Yeah, early 60s, I think, for him. So, yeah, who else? I mean, it's it, it just, I don't know. It, it, I mean, look, Jim Harbaugh is actually considered old now, right? He's 58, 59. Yeah, com- comparatively speaking, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think it, it, we haven't paid attention to it. And then also, I just think that's kind of what the pool is. The pool is a bunch of, and, you know, when you have these hotshot guys that can relate to, I think you can, you either relate to people or you don't. And so the fact that these guys are younger and closer to the age of the players, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that they're the only ones that can communicate with them. Well, yeah. And, and the bottom line is, is they're talking football. You know, yeah, they're maybe, talking maybe ball, ball. they're talking ball. They all know ball, Dave. They um, know ball. <laughs> they, you know, maybe you don't connect with them on a on a social level, like you don't get the music or the yeah. video games or the movies. Yeah, I guess if you want to have those conversations, those are important to you. Then that yeah. helps. But is that a difference maker between no. teaching them this is the system? Here's your job. Here's your responsibility. When this happens, you're gonna. I don't. It's still football. So. Right. Right, and and another good example would be we talked to Will Disley and we talked to the tight ends. Pat McPherson is a guy that's more like my age, mm-hmm. and you know, and these guys are in their twenties. They actually get along with him because they make fun of him because he's a boomer, and he's <laughs> able to relate with you know with these guys, and he knows what what they're all about. They know what he's all about. They love yeah. they love each other. So I, did he say he would bring up a movie all the time they hadn't seen? Yeah, <laughs> he'd reference a movie, and it was. Can't remember which one it was. I wish I had Disley's number. I would text him right now. Yeah, there was some movie like he's like, oh, he's always uh, bringing up lines from that movie. I mean, you and I were both going, yeah, it's a great movie, and nobody had seen it. Nobody had seen it. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, and look, that's that's how you how you relate and get along. So I mean, look, that uh, to me, I don't I don't I don't buy the communication and the the generation thing. And then I I do think that the the majority of the pool is a bunch of like. If, is Cliff Kingsbury, is he, what is he, 40, 42, 43, yeah. 44? He's seen as this kind of younger guy when really 
probably the average age of, uh, of most NFL coaches, right around 40, 45. Yeah. Yeah, it's – it's. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I Again, I think it probably helps if you're close to their age, but I don't think that's what's keeping Bill away from getting a job. You know, if you're reading some of the things that are out there, what's true, what's not, I'm not sure, but it does – Sort of, it is sort of being implied now that he did, in fact, want more control than just the head coach, yeah, being just the coach. So that becomes problematic for for teams, especially in a situation like this with the Seahawks and John Schneider getting his first crack at being the GM, where he's not kind of the co-parent, if you will, with with Pete Carroll. It's like he's the man; he's hiring the head coach. He's not going to bring in a head coach that then wants to come in and divvy up the responsibilities with him. It's like, no, this is my first chance. I'm not going to do that. Yep. Yep. So, totally yeah. Agree. All right. Uh, this one comes from Bump and Stacy on Wednesday. Now, this is before Leslie Frazier was hired, in case you guys missed that. That is the word uh, from Tom Pelissero saying that uh, he will be an assistant or associate head coach, um, Leslie Frazier. But Bump and Stacy were talking about, you know, a young first-time head coach, how he fills out his coaching staff. How the heck does a 36-year-old rookie head coach build out a coaching staff? Where do you even start? You obviously, you have to look at the guys who are with you with the Ravens now. The team has to give a guy permission to make a lateral move. So the first place you look at it, if um, if you are Mike McDonald's, is you got to look at like the assistant assistant coaches as well. All right, the, the first place I'm looking at, I'm looking at Keith Williams. He's an assistant wide receiver coach for the Baltimore Ravens. I look at a guy like Travis Switzer. Right, seven seasons with the Ravens. He's been a quality control coach and a coaching analyst. He's a quarterback type of guy. You see him leaning towards offense to start because you got to make sure that. The things that Munkin was doing with the Ravens that you like are going to be reflected over here with the Seahawks. Now, you look at the older, experienced guys like T. Martin over there. He's a quarterback's coach. Now, he's got experience. His real, what he specializes in would be receiver play, right? He's helped uh, Juju Smith-Schuster over there with USC, uh, Randall Cobb as well. Here's a name. Here, here's, a, here's a crazy scenario, okay? Now, I mentioned that guys need permission to make lateral moves. Mm -hmm. There was a guy with the Washington Commanders who was not interviewed for that head coach job who was an offensive coordinator. Oh. If I am McDonald, I'm looking at Eric Bieniemy and saying, look, come over here with me. Now you got to ask permission. How much are they trying to change things over there with the Commanders with Ron Rivera being out? He's the one who hired Eric Bieniemy. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, if I'm Mike McDonald, I'm asking the Commanders for permission so he can make this lateral move and help this young guy out. Yeah, we, we brought that up earlier about Bieniemy and and you know, you don't even know if he's going to be retained on that staff. Dan Quinn is going to come in there and fill out the staff as he sees fit, along with their GM, I assume. And maybe the enemy's part of it. Maybe he's not. Uh, but this, the, so that cut was before the news came out that the Seahawks hired or hiring Leslie Frazier as their assistant head coach. So there's that experience that they were talking about. The older guy that's kind of been through it. He's been a head coach. He's been a coordinator. Uh, and obviously, according according to Pelissero, says the one time Vikings head coach has been a long has long been a mentor to McDonald. Yeah, so, it's interesting. I didn't know that they that they had that connection. You know, Ozzy yeah. Ozzy Newsom he mentioned in the quite a bit. Who's I guess an assistant GM. It's DeCosta that's the the GM for the for the Ravens. You know who they should hire as a, an assistant wide receiver coach or just a wide receiver coach? They should hire Michael Bumpus. Yeah? Yeah. Bumps. Bump would do it, man. Should He's... we get Bump and Ray on the staff out there in some capacity? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I know, I don't think Ray wants to do it. 
I I know Michael Bumpus would love to do that. I mean, he's ready for the grind. I think so. I think so. So, but I then mean, he wouldn't I'm have with, time to hang out with Stacy every day. Yeah, but no. And then the other thing is, he can get away from Stacy and also his kids. <laughs> you know, the kids. You got kids at home, and I've had enough. <laughs> he's you just know? being worn down by those those elements, Stacy yeah. and his kids. I think he's got three kids, like thirteen, ten, and eight. Like, yeah, I've had some good years. I had some good years with them. Now I'm going to go coach ball. I was there for the formative years and now let's move no, on. No, I think Bumpus has has like a a thirst for that. Yeah. I, I think he is, you know, and I unfortunately in the NFL they want you to go to, you know, the I mean, I, I think he could get hired as like an intern or something like that, but man's got to make a living. So, but um but yeah, it's it's interesting to see all, all the, you know, to see what's what's going to happen with all of these uh different different uh position groups like I, I don't know we're not going to have pat mcpherson i've kind of got to to know these guys you mm-hmm. know but by the way you know the what um mike mcdonald and i have in common what's that he also married one of the team's cheerleaders ah how about really? that and paul moyer look at you guys yeah stephanie was at some point his wife was a uh was a cheerleader so wow all right yeah she's that's- the one we were talking about yesterday that's going to Buy, be able to buy just this beautiful house, and she's going to be the only one in it. <laughs> Her husband's going to be down at the VMAC for uh, probably twenty hours a day. Maybe they'll 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 uh, build or turn one of the spare rooms in there into a film room, and he can he can work. He'll still be absent because he'll be tucked away in a room and breaking down film, but he'll technically be in the building with her. Or but, she'll just spend a lot of time at the VMAC with him. How about yeah, if they just turn uh, part of the VMAC? Into their home, basically. <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. Yeah. I, I, I actually look forward to hearing stories. I hope we hear stories of, man, this guy just doesn't leave. He's here at 6 a.m. He leaves at 9 o'clock at night or whatever. Yeah. You know, I just, I want to, that'll just give you that extra security about, yeah, he's attacking this job. Well, and and remember what we talked about. That has gotten less of to, to be the thing yeah. now because of uh, technology and the Zoom meetings and you can take your work home with you. And I mean, <laughs> I remember when, when I was at Stanford, I actually took one of the projectors and it was one of those that you had to thread yeah, with the, with the actual film. film <laughs> yeah. And then you had to take like a little splicing thing in case it broke Jeez. and then put, you know, the tape on it. And these guys, you know, they can dial up. What player was it that was like, oh, yeah, I can look at every play Richard Sherman ever had. And he was. I yeah. Think it, was that Trey Flowers? I think it was Trey Flowers, yeah. yeah. And he was talking about looking all that up. So, yeah, they have all this technology. So, you know, hopefully for their sake, he doesn't have to spend yeah. 20 hours at the feedback. <laughs> all right. It's a, uh, a special edition of what we learned. I'm not sure why it's special, but why? We're, we're all going to find why out together. Why is it special? You don't want to blow a surprise yet. We'll find out I together. Know. I want to know now. <laughs> I will tell you. 530. That's coming up with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710. This is a house of learned doctors. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What did we learn today? No one's a bigger idiot than me. It's the easiest way out. All right, a reminder, we've got mean texts coming up in 15 minutes, so you still have a bit of time to get creative at 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Uh, and here we are with what I'm being told is a special edition of what we learned. Why is it special, Lefko? No, we'll hear in a second. Uh, but right. we do need more mean texts because if we don't get more, we're going to have to repeat, kind of like what happened last week. <laughs> 
with as much time as the Seahawks have spent looking for a new head coach, 710 should do that, looking for new hosts of this show. Oh. Mm. Yeah. That one, that, that cuts. Uh, 208 here. How about this? Bob explaining what happens on Twitter to Dave is like a nine-year-old's response to how their day was at school. So-and-so said this, and then this person did this, and then I did this. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's, That's sort good. of how that goes. That's solid work right there. I don't know what 425 is referring to, but he said, didn't you go to Stanford, Wyman? Yes, I did. They didn't have that class. <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know what they're talking about. Um, the same person, though, this is pretty funny. With Schneider doing such an extensive coaching search, can we get him to search for some new afternoon show hosts? This sounds familiar. Is there an echo? Did you just say that? Oh my God! I was so. <laughs> Where did the echo come from? I was so dialed in here, looking at. I wasn't even listening. Uh, I got a question about Drew Brees' contract. Oh my God! <laughs> Davis. No, sometimes, I, sometimes I'll look up and go, "Yeah, I know that I screwed that up." That time, I was like, "I did not hear that at all." You're sitting here reading it, and I'm looking at Lefko. What the hell is he doing? Literally, kind of quiet. The first and only one I've read. <laughs> just... I actually apologize to Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really up. don't shut you out all the time. All of the time. All just the sometimes. Time. You just, just wanted to relive time. that that golden moment. Yeah, it's to set up mean text again. You know, okay. can always use more mean yeah. text. Yeah. Trying to inspire people to take yeah. shots at Dave. Yeah, there just wasn't enough last last week. Right. <laughs> we had to rethink <laughs> twice. We had to reuse some because we ran no. out, so that's what happened. Uh, no, so okay, that was the uniqueness because we only usually learn what happened today in the show. So learning what happened today, we learned that, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Carl Weathers, but he finally gave us all a connection. Carl, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, yeah, I knew he he was a linebacker for the for the Raiders and I don't remember if I saw it or you know I saw some highlights or something but yeah that's that's too bad he was in Predator too he's been some good ones he was in, he was Action Jackson he was in Arrested Development he did all kinds of stuff man yeah. he was in he was in some Star Wars yeah thing. he was in the Mandalorian the last couple seasons really good yeah did he was he a main character he was yeah okay. Grief Karga you know he had a big impact when it touches all of our worlds. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Weathers relates to all of us, Sports, all four of us. and then, you know, the nerd alert. That's there. a good point. He so. was some kind of football guy, but more importantly, he was grief <laughs> car guy. And that's really sad. Some kind of football guy, yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. Yeah, I it, just think the majority of people know him from Predator and Star Wars, not a season of football. Well, how about Happy Gilmore? And Happy Gilmore and Arrested Development. Well, you're right and about Rocky. that because, like, football players. I mean, they're a dime was, a dozen. Well, not only that, uh, as he stares right at not, not really agreeing to what you just said. <laughs> but you know, you got the helmet on and the pads and everything. I used to be able to walk out of the kingdom. Nobody, nobody knew who I was. It was great. So yeah, I mean, those those movies definitely. More, he's he's more known for oh, yeah. happy happy yeah. Gilmore. That, that that inflated his profile quite a bit, uh, and that is sad. Seventy six years old yeah. seems young when you start thinking of like how old your parents are. Yeah, you're going, wait, that's that's too young. That's too young. Uh, what else did we learn? Well, apparently, even though technology uh, says otherwise, paper tickets are coming back. My prediction is that nobody's going to want tickets or anything like that on their phone. I think going forward, people are going to go with paper. Everything else come, becomes cool again. I mean, records became awesome again. Everybody loves vinyl now. Yeah. 
And then now cassettes, cassettes are making a comeback. Really? The soundtrack for uh, the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out on cassette. I bought it. I'm not proud of it. You bought the cassette? I did. I fell for it. Do you have a cassette player? No, I do not. (laughs) It is a piece of plastic that sits on my shelf. (laughs) That's what 8-tracks are doing. Why'd you buy it then? Because I'm an idiot, Dave. He's a collector. Because it had a Marvel picture on it, and I was like, oh, well, I have to have that. He's not alone. He's in the majority of the, when the fans get onto something, they got to have each version of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it becomes a collectible. They don't actually use it or play it. I think we need to get Matt Dr. Rick. <laughs> you know, seeing the latest one where he's like, do you, you have a manual there. Do you even own that? Whatever is a VCR. He's like, no, I don't. Throw it away. <laughs> what was the other one? The, they had floor mats from that car. Do you still yeah. own this car? No, no, I do not. No. Throw it away. It's the best. The I other would... two really, I think everybody relates to different things, but me with the, the molding, the crown molding, yep. I have little pieces of it thinking I'm going to use it at some point. So that should be thrown away. And then my wife sometimes will, she will like wash out like a butter container or something. And I'm <laughs> to like, use. To, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we have Tupperware, hon. <laughs> Here's a big margarine yeah. container <laughs> so we're yeah. fine we've got tupperware we're yeah. gonna be okay we're gonna be okay so good a good thing she doesn't listen to the show yeah that's good it could be a tougher tough uh welcome home uh what else did we learn oh, now i hope she secretly does that would be good. has she ever heard the show trouble? by the way huh has she ever tuned in sure okay well once was enough sure <laughs> <laughs> okay. well okay speaking of trying to get people in trouble we uh we just learned actually that wyman He's trying to get Bump in trouble. You know who they should hire as a, an assistant wide receiver coach or just a wide receiver coach? They should hire Michael Bumpus. Yeah? Yeah. Bumps. Bump would do it, man. Should He's, we get Bump and Ray on the staff out there in some capacity? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I know. I don't think Ray wants to do it. I I know Michael Bumpus would love to do that. I mean, he's ready for the grind. I think so. I think so. So, but I then mean, you I'm have with, time to hang out with Stacy every day. Yeah, but no. And then the other thing is, he can get away from Stacy and also his kids. <laughs> you know, the kids. You got kids at home, and I've had enough. <laughs> he's you just know? being worn down by those those elements, Stacy yeah. and his kids. I think he's got three kids, like thirteen, ten, and eight. Like, yeah, I've had some good years. I had some good years with them. Now I'm going to go coach ball. I was there for the formative years and now let's move no, on I think- yeah bump would love that <laughs> like the, the motivation is to get away from get away from his kids and stacy yeah he's had, he's had a good run with all all of them you know good run it's enough yeah i'd had enough is what he's gonna say exactly uh-huh. <laughs> yeah what uh <laughs> matt is dying at this for some reason no i'm not don't say that <laughs> you're cracking up for that one. Oh, you for what's to come here no, at the, the bump, which just wants to get away from No, I was family. laughing at what's coming up next. Yeah. Oh, Let's move on. Yeah, okay. This okay. does involve you, Matt. Uh, what's coming up here is that we learned that, unfortunately, we had to stop talking about sports because we had a Stephen King segment. What's bugging me right now is that Matt got us started on the conversation about uh, Stephen King, and now <laughs> can't stop talking about it. Yeah, the thing that really bugged me was the start of this segment because it meant we had to stop talking about Stephen King. Yeah, <laughs> prefer if we just did that well, for the rest of the it, day. It is amazing. I'll say this before we move on: is you guys are talking about it that how, how prolific that guy has been in terms of the number of books he's written and the number of books that have been turned into movies, good or bad. Yeah, it's, oh, and I thought it's funny to me. The Shining, I thought, was the best ad- adaptation like up to that point. Uh, all right, moving on. 
And it, what, what's, what's sure, gonna, well, sure we can't talk more? I, no, I can no. tell you that the listeners will t- start chiming in. <laughs> I'll tell be... you what's bugging me. Not talking sports. Hearing about <laughs> Stephen King. Who cares? Uh, yeah, but we we really don't give a crap about the textures. <laughs> this is the one right? segment we don't have to talk about sports. This Let's is, turn it into a Stephen King segment. This is, this is one Matt feels good about being a part of this segment. It's the uh, only one I feel qualified to talk during. <laughs> it was a golden moment for Matt. He could weigh in with confidence. How old were you when you read your, your first Stephen King? Way too young. Yeah. I read The Shining probably sometime in grade school when I was way too young for it. You I think what it did do. I was in call I was in high school when I read I read Firestarter, which a classic. Is that Stephen the, King? The too? movie yeah Jeez. Firestarter who who was it um, Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. Yeah. And that that movie was fairly disappointing to me, actually. Hmm. Yeah, to me it wasn't until The Shining and you had Stanley Kubrick that brought his books to life, like yeah. the the terrifying part of it. Because like in it where there's the clown that hides in the in the sewers or whatever. It was just like the buildup. Pennywise. But then, yeah, but when you finally see it, you're like kind of, uh, it's kind of a letdown. Oh, but Tim Curry was really fun in that. You got to admit. That was a TV movie, wasn't it? Was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Now, the remake was good, right? Yeah, they I loved a, the remake. Yeah. I thought it was so scary. Yeah, yeah they, 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 made it, they made it good. Uh, all right. Is that everything we learned, Lefko? That is it. All right. This is your last chance to get in your mean text. you got a few minutes. 866-979-3776. Powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. That's coming your way next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. How'd our listeners do, Lefko? They actually came through. Uh, surprisingly. I see a lot no, of no, shots we, uh, being taken at Dave. We got a lot of good ones. We have some Stephen King. Does that mean they like ones. me? <laughs> I <guess laughs> they so, they yeah. really like you. And we got, of course, uh, Adam sending in some mean texts. He's on his way to Chehalis to do a show. And then he'll be in rent, well, Renton tomorrow night. We actually got a mean text about Adam. Uh-oh. So if he's still listening, I, w- I would. Let's let's start with that then. Okay. So Adam, if you're still listening, a mean text about you here. 253 says, you guys are great. Love listening to your vast knowledge of sports. I get really hyped up. Problem is I'm too hyped up after listening to you guys. Do you think you could have Adam Ray on so I can go take a nap? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's wow. Cutting mean. I hey, I don't know if anybody's uh, brought this up or read it or anything yet, but um, Mike, there's a picture of you. Yeah, one yeah, of the textures. Like winning pickleball. Did you? Did you win? Yeah, I don't know if this translates to radio, but yeah, it's a picture of me holding up a little trophy. How about that? It's oh, a I thought gift you were card. Holding a paddle. It's a paddle, and then the gift card is in front it's, of it. It's not oh. a trophy. You're holding a beer. Okay. A gift card and a beer. It was called a beer in hand tournament, where you had to hold. A can the entire time and play. Who's the goofball next to you? That was the guy I had played with. Oh, yeah, just a stranger. You no, I had met him playing pickleball there. Oh, okay. And we were paired up together. He's so. a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> Adam said, driving to Chehalis. Jealous? Not much to listen to on the radio except Wyman and Bob. Guess I'll sit in silence. <laughs> How could he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wyman, Wyman has the face of a guy who texts Taco Bell. You up? <laughs> Matt versus Lefko is a fight I would pay to see. I wouldn't pay more than Dave has paid to renew his OnlyFans account, but I'd drop 20 on it. <laughs> hmm. What do we have from the listeners? Uh, 206 says, Wyman's not fooling anyone talking about Stephen King. No chance he's ever opened a book that he didn't color. Oh. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> Wait, those books... An audible laugh from Matt in here. <laughs> You've never heard that joke before, Matt? <laughs> I never have, but it's oh, one of my new that's favorites. Fantastic. Rabel will hit people with that <laughs> regularly about, you know, the coloring book thing. Yeah. And this is the first time Matt's heard it. Uh, I've never heard it before. <laughs> that is a great insult, and I I'm, love it. I'm cracking up at that reaction. Yeah, that makes more. it worth it. Yeah. So, okay, along those lines, too, 253 says, Dave, you look like the guy that you write your name holding a fistful of crayons. Yeah. All right. Not okay, as funny as the go. coloring Another book. crown joke. Yeah. 208 says, what's more surprising? Bob doesn't know anything about an iconic American TV show like the Rockford Files or that Wyman went to Stanford and still doesn't know anything about anything. Well, oh. oh, that would be tough. Look at Matt. Look you at don't know <laughs> anything about anything? I love this segment. <laughs> Matt. Man. Was that from you, Matt? This is, that no, I not know, that one. I wouldn't know how to drive. <laughs> you I don't know anything about anything. Communicate. I wouldn't know how to ask for directions <laughs> to get home. Uh, well, speaking of that, maybe because you're wearing your Stanford jacket proudly today. We did get another too. Stanford one. Uh, 425 says, every time Dave brings up his Stanford background, a Stanford professor takes a deep, deep sigh and quietly whispers, what have we done? <laughs> Getting some acting in there, playing just a little role yeah, play. Yeah, I like that. Nice. phenomenal. Uh, here's another one from, uh, <laughs> from, from Adam. Lefko sounds like a rival gas station to Arco. You can't get booze or snacks there, but you can get a coupon for a boat excursion and a story with no ending. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Some people count sheep to fall asleep. Bob counts the number of jujitsu moves it would take to make him take down Wyman. <laughs> uh, Joe in Bellevue says, Brock Purdy got the award Mr. Irrelevant. Dave and Bob earn that every day. Ah. Not bad, not bad. Um, 206. Dave, I'm surprised your college playbook wasn't etched in stone tablets. Ah, <laughs> an old joke. An old joke, yeah. Any more to read from Adam? No, I can keep going with the... Uh, uh, let's see save. here. Matt is the... Ra uh, one for Matt here from Adam. Oh, Matt boy. is the radio equivalent of the Mariners offseason. You want it to be great. But in the end, it's just enough. And you can't help but think about Edgar Martinez. <laughs> Always throw something in odd at the end. All right, we have the Edgar, Edgar Martinez part, but I like the rest of it. <laughs> of course. Uh, we have a quick series, all Stephen King related. 425 says, what's worse, the misery of listening to Roll the Tape or what Annie Wilkes did to Paul Sheldon's legs? Christine's radio is permanently playing Lefko talking about pickleball. I wish I was a green mile away from the radio, and I wish I had missed your show today. Yeah, that was good. That was clever. Yeah, nice. I saw that. Missed. Had to keep them all together there. Quick hitters. Carter from Tacoma. WTF is the Rockford Files. <laughs> Lots of people knew about the Rockford Files. A, a stunning number of people knew. We yeah. got a lot of texts talking about him living in a RV on the beach. I don't even remember that part. Mike described it as uh, living in a van down by the river. Well, that's yeah. what came to mind. The Saturday Night Live yeah. sketch. Matt Foley. Chris Farley. Rest in peace. Another one. Uh, Wally says, Adam's career has fallen so bad that he has to text into a sports talk show and then goes to perform at the Senior Center in Chehalis. <laughs> uh, 732. Being fans of you guys is just as enjoyable as being a Washington Commanders fan. Oh, mm. boy. Hmm. Mm. Who, who, did we take the brunt of that or did the commanders? Both? I don't know. Huh. Commanders. 
907 says, Thankfully, the, the Seahawks hired a guy whose name even Dave can't butcher. McDonald? Yeah. Oh, well, Or Mike. You can misspell it. That's for sure. Does everybody know how to spell it, by the way? It's I big, believe so. Yeah. Just, it's not standard. Yeah. There's an A in there? No. There's no well, A. Yeah, there's an, there's a, an a, a, but yeah. it's All more about the... The capitalized... Yeah. Yeah, D. Or non-capitalized D. Yeah. Uh, 206. I wish Stephen King would write a story about the demise of some particular radio hosts. <laughs> he could do wonders with this material. Uh, another 253 here. Uh, I'm so grateful I have Google Translate, and that way I can... I'm so grateful I have Google Translate installed on my radio in order to convert Wyman's caveman into English. <laughs> didn't they, uh... They, Matt. <laughs> Matt's loving all of these. <laughs> didn't they communicate with uh, hieroglyphics? <laughs> yeah, the stone that right? tablets that you had. Right? Yeah. Oh. Hieroglyphics were Egyptian. Cavemen's cave paintings. Cave, just cave paintings? Yeah. 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 Right, you guys will like this one. 206 says, I was about to ask about a youth movement for this show. Then I realized the two young bloods, I guess it means us two, are more curmudgeonly than the hosts. Mm. Yeah. Matt owns that. Matt, that's a source of pride for Matt. No, it's true. It's it's very true. <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, time for two. All right. 253. So, Dave, you're talking about walking out of the kingdom and no one knowing who you were. 253 says, Dave, don't worry. No one still knows who you are. Mm -hmm. I mm. like it that way. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, you no, know. that part was kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah, I could just like be like a normal citizen walking out of there. Nobody knew who you were because there was no internet. There was nothing to push. <laughs> no push. <laughs> 509 said it's obvious from some of his comments that Bob's been drinking his own bathwater. Ooh. You'd hate that, right? As a, as a I'm German surprised guy. you were it's, even able to read that, Bob. So far from reality, mm. I, I just can't acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, got a good one to end on here. <laughs> Unless you have more. I got a, no, got go a good one. Okay. Do you have the one I'm thinking? Well, I was going to no. know. What I was going to say is every once in a while, if I drop something on the floor and pick it up, or maybe I don't, you know, wash my hands or everything, what would Bob, what do you think Bob would think? <laughs> you ever do that? You're like, you know, like Bob's wiping everything down. You're like, yeah, I'm just letting certain things go. I'm like, I wonder what Bob would do if he was here. Yeah. Put not, my not my, eat it, not my use spoon it. into the into the food and eat it, and then put it back and put it in the refrigerator. That'd for... be the end of that food for me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be all yours, Dave. That'd be your way to claim ownership of that dish, yeah. and not have to share. <laughs> my, all right. my grandpa, sorry, used to lick, take the seized candy, and take the uh, the top off it, and then lick the top of it, <laughs> so nobody else would have them. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, we got to end with this one. This uh, one's good. Two, five, three. Dave, you should be the new Seahawks linebacker coach, but unfortunately, they're looking for someone that knows ball. Ah, oh, shoot. That's the theme of the week. Dang it. I'm so glad we could wrap it up on that one. <laughs> right. I don't know ball. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go this weekend. I'm going to try to learn ball. Okay. All right. We'll see I what you got on Monday. This I promise to you guys. Going to learn ball. All right. Good stuff from you guys. If you're new to the program, we do that every Friday. All right, everybody. That does it for us. Want to thank our guest today. A couple of Seahawks legends with us Lofa Tatupu and Big Ray Robert sharing their insight, their thoughts on the newest head coach of your Seattle Seahawks. If you missed any of it, head to the podcast page at seattlesports.com. Click the podcast tab and click on our picture. And it'll be right there waiting for you as it is each and every night after the show or 
just click subscribe and never have to worry about it again. Totally your call. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports on 710.